All right. Okay. There we go. Welcome to Hammerdown Racing Report. Rob Miller, Scott Hammer, how's it going? Wonderful. It looks we're, like we're both on there. We're new seats. For some reason, we couldn't get the audio going here on our uh, Facebook Live broadcast. looks like we finally did. Thanks for sticking with us. I do apologize about that. We're using old equipment, old laptops. That's Crazy. it. And and it hates us tonight. Apparently, yeah. So, oh, 15 minutes late. Apologize about that. That's okay. We'll run 15 minutes over. You won't miss we, a thing. We can do that. That's the nice thing about uh, doing the podcast thing and Facebook Live. They don't care when the hell you do it. No, it's no. us. Yeah. And you can use potty mouth language, too, but we, we try and keep it family friendly. Basically. For the most part. Yeah. Unlike Denny Hamlin and... Oh, yeah. And well, we'll talk about... Uh, We'll talk some NASCAR here in a little bit. Uh, we want uh, you to be part of the show tonight. Uh, feel free to call us, uh, 419-214-0949. Uh, you can also uh, comment on our Facebook Live broadcast uh, if there's something you want to talk about, a question, or, you know, whatever. Just say, hey, that's that, cool, too. That phone number again, 419-214-0949. And it's right there uh, in the uh, description there of our uh, Facebook Live video, so you can... Pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, not much racing going on this past weekend, kind of cold and crappy. So uh, a couple of tracks in Indiana have uh, postponed a couple of, of races, dirt track races. Fairfield Raceway over in Fort Wayne has rescheduled last weekend's race uh, starting pretty early. So if you want to catch a, a race over the weekend. Halloween Havoc. I have the times. We'll, we'll talk about the times a little bit later. Very good. Um, also the uh, Monster Mash. 25 minutes south of uh, Bearfield there at uh, Montpelier Motor Speedway. That's going on a little bit later in the afternoon. You might be, I'll tell you, here, we'll, we'll go over the times right now. The uh, Bearfield stuff is happening. Uh, they're opening the gate or the pits at uh, 1030, racing at 1 o'clock. So it sounds like uh, the hangover hot, race, hot doesn't la- it? Hot laps at noon. Sounds like the hangover race. It really does. And then... Uh, Any, anything they can do to avoid turning the lights on. Yeah, well, I think it's more of the, it'll be warmer at that point in time, but yeah. Uh, they got uh, late models, modified super stocks, bombers, and uh, front wheel drives. And then Montpelier Motor Speedway is uh, opening the gates at one o'clock, and they start racing at five. So I don't know, but maybe, maybe you could hit both. You might possibly. miss a heat. You might yeah. miss a heat race or two, but you could make it. But uh, they're not running late models at Montpelier. They have uh, the modified super streets, thunder cars, front wheel drive compacts, mod lights. Um, yeah, both uh, Saturday make it a full day race if you're a fan that's perfect you go out and check out Bearfield and drive down the road and watch the monster match 25 minutes away and who knew racing uh this far north of uh this far north in november pretty exciting crazy stuff so i i know i like it <laughs> uh one other announcement mansfield motor speedway uh the registration is now open for their sprint car world championship that is taking place april 27th and 28th two days big uh Big program there, hundred thousand to win. Four ten uh, wing sprint cars. Aren't uh, aren't non wing sprints going to be part of that program too, or is that strictly I, I is that strictly a wing sprint show? The thing I read just said uh, wing sprint. No, okay. I didn't go into too much detail on that, but that's we got some time. It's two thousand eighteen. That's not that far away, Scott. Well, far enough for me. Uh, again, feel free to call in. Join us four one nine two one four zero nine four nine. I haven't been watching the comments. I do apologize. Uh, 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 oh, we had a report uh, that uh, Rusty Schlenk was had the was it third quick time? I say third quick time down at, at, the, uh, at Charlotte the World Finals at Charlotte, uh, Brush Creek. Brush Creek what? 
That's it. He just wrote Brush Creek. They're racing, I guess. I don't know. Okay. All right. Woohoo! Give us a little more information. <laughs> um, Give us a call, 419-214-0949. So uh, you got anything before we delve uh, into some uh, NASCAR? No, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. About the NASCAR? Wait, you're excited about NASCAR? You know, NAPCAR, as you call it? Yeah, absolutely. It it was an interesting race, to say the least. I didn't see. I've just seen the highlights. You know, I didn't at, watch at Martinsville, it. you shouldn't expect anything less than an exciting race. Uh, short tracks short make for track. good racing. Absolutely. Dirt it, or pavement. Absolutely. And really, Martin, uh, Martinsville is not a whole lot different than Sandusky Speedway. It's a paperclip, two long straightaways uh, connected by a U-turn. And it it makes for some exciting racing. I think the corners are maybe a little more sweeping on Sandusky, or maybe it's just because I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. But, uh, yeah, so uh, something happened late in the race there. Chase Elliott was leading with, uh, I believe, four laps to go, and he's one of the uh, championship contenders. I believe he's eighth now, so he's in danger of being yeah, he, cut he, off there. He was on four. top of the leaderboard yeah. there. He would have had a guaranteed position for uh, the top, was it, four or three? Top, the top four racers. And then they raced for well, the championship in, at, at Homestead. Homestead. Correct. So uh, so he, if he won, he would have automatically been in. I believe right. is the way that works. But he points wise, he was he was he was golden, just no problem at all. He would have been in the big show at Homestead. Well, something happened uh, there. I believe it was going into one of the corners. Going into turn one. Was it turn one? All right, he got a little nudge there from uh, Mr. Den- Denny Hamlin, who uh, is uh, we. You talked to Denny Hamlin, and when we used to have uh, motorsports talk, right. back in the day, back when he was uh, was he a rookie back then when we talked to him? Yeah, he may have even been in whatever the Xfinity series was at that time. So yeah, so anyways, he uh, he basically dumped uh, yeah you Chase know, Elliott and Elliott. Uh, you know, I don't even know where he ended up, but he did not win or finish well. And, all through that race, I I think he finished two laps down. Uh, all through that race, there was a lot of bumping, and and it, and it was all good, clean racing. But the one place as a racer you don't want in to get, get into someone's rear bumper is going into a corner. And that was what Hamlin did, and it took Chase Elliott around. Uh, Do you think he was trying to uh, necessarily wreck him or just move him out of the way? No, I think he was trying to move him. Okay. Uh, he moved him. Oh, he did. He moved him a little more than he probably wanted to, I guess. But uh, yeah, he... I was never a big fan of Dale Dale Senior for that very same reason. Dale Senior was great for racing. He put a lot of people in the grandstands. He did a lot for racing. He did a lot for racers, uh, and I can't fault him a bit for that. But I wasn't a huge fan of Dale Senior as a race car, as a racer, and. Uh, Hamlin kind of fell into that same category Sunday. And before that, I wouldn't have put him in that same category. No, I always thought he was a pretty clean yeah. racer. He had that uh, little confrontation a few years ago with uh, Joey Logano, who I'm not a big fan of at all. And, uh, yeah, remember they were hitting each other a few times there? Well, yeah. yeah. They probably still don't like each other very much. but Probably not yeah. going to anybody's Thanksgiving no. dinner, not on any Christmas card list. So, uh, yeah, so after the ra- well. Kyle Busch ended up uh, winning, so he's locked in. I'm thrilled about that. You not know, really. are, are you a, are you a not, Kyle Busch fan? Really. I, I think he's good for the sport because he's like a, a good bad guy. 
You know, he's he's not even a bad guy anymore. It's just that the fans. I think still per- people started feeling sorry for him when he was in that uh, that bad crash at Daytona where he broke uh, his legs or sure. foot and leg, whatever sure. it was, and you know, and I kind of felt bad for him too. And I was rooting for him when he came back late in the season. Was that last year? Yes. Damn, that seems long ago. Anyways, the old Kyle Busch was kind of annoying, kind of grated on you, uh, but boy, I'm telling you, he's now that he's married and got a kid. His entire outlook seems to have changed. I like him. I like him as a racer. And like Earnhardt, he gives back a whole lot. Okay. And he doesn't care what he what you think about him. He probably does, you know? I don't think, well, he's got a thick skin then. At least he okay, hides absolutely. <laughs> so, anyways, he won. Um, Denny Hamlin did not win. He was involved. I don't even know where he ended up, like coming, fifth or something. Coming but he to was the, coming to the crash. It, it was a Talladega wreck coming to checkers. Yeah. They seem to be doing that a lot recently. But I, I guess the fans liked it at Martin. Tells Tell, you something how, about the mentality of the NASCAR Cup guys. Nah. How well, did the uh, the stands look there at Martinsville? They were fine. Okay, good. They were fine. Um, Clint Boyer, his team was penalized $25,000. Do you know why? I thought this was kind of funny. Because they faked the weight of a, of a camera. They faked it wrong. Apparently yeah. the rule is if you don't have one of the in-car cameras. You can put the weight you on have to. You have to, I think I read it was 13.2 pounds worth of weight to compensate for the people that do have the cameras. Because apparently the cameras were 13.2 pounds, which seemed like very heavy cameras. Yeah. It must be the battery. They must have a battery thing. But anyways. Well, we've got a pretty high-tech camera here. And that's not 13. That's not 13 pounds. No. That would suck if we had to carry that thing around. But uh, uh, he came up, uh, I don't know, they didn't specify if he was heavy or light or whatever. And uh, they have a tolerance of 0.22 pounds, I believe. So. So apparently his fake camera weight was off, and it's going to cost him $25,000, and his crew chief has uh, been suspended for a week. There is just no way. (laughs) Scott, come on, man. I've been around race cars a lot of years. There is no way. Aren't you glad we don't have in-car cameras at the local dirt track? Oh, man. But we do. Well, okay, but you don't ha- you don't have to have weight if you don't have one and somebody, to make up for it. And, and we'll talk about in-car cameras because there was another. They could vid- just use GoPros. They don't they don't weigh anything. There there was another video f- with a GoPro that uh, mm. with the late models, and and we'll talk about that in a minute. I was I meant to put that on uh, our Facebook page, the Hammerdown yeah. Racing Report Facebook yeah. page. I'll have to do that after the show. But uh, yeah, yeah. There, there's no way that that 13 and a half pounds won or lost a race. Well, and he's not in the in the the chase no. anymore and so i guess it's kind of a just a and, and again we've talked about it uh jerry cook local racer uh for a lot of years is the car chief on the number 14 car so we've got a real connection to that team and uh, i'd like to see him do well we should talk to him we can do that find out why why what happened there Ooh, i'm not sure he's free to talk about no. that one <laughs> you don't think so maybe not <laughs> Anyway, if you want to give us a call, once again, uh, 419-214-0949 if you want to be part of the show. Uh, Mr. Miller will say, Ronnie says something, broom the racetrack anytime for the for a win. Did I ever broom the racetrack? What does that mean? Well, yes. Yes, Roddy, I have. What does and, that mean? And, and, and so have you. Okay, so what does that mean? Let's say, Scott, that you're coming to the checkered flag 
and you've got a good line running to the bottom and somebody's up on top, you just go from the bottom and drive right straight to the flag stand, taking away whoever's line is behind you and... Yeah, that's brooming the racetrack. I did. I did not know that. I've yeah. just learned a new term. Yeah, I'm going to put that in my back pocket. Use that next summer at Oakshade. If you want a CYA sometime coming to the checkered flag, just you know, and and you run well on the bottom, so take it from the bottom and just drive right straight from the bottom of turn four to the flag stand. I guess the only thing I'd be worried about there is there'd be somebody that you don't know about that might be up there in the corner and turn you straight in the wall. You're okay. You're okay. As long as you're on the throttle. Because you'll turn in front of them, I guess, and slide across the line, right? Is that Scott, the the one thing you need to remember when... It doesn't pay enough to win. When you're on the throttle, you're in control of the race car. When you're on the brakes, the race car is in control of you. Another bit of wisdom. So... I got to take a moment to absorb that. When when things are going wrong, make sure you're on the throttle. You're in control. All right, then. Uh, Greg says uh, he's ready to take a nap. Because uh, we're talking about NASCAR too much, apparently. We're, really? We're boring for Mr. D. Okay, there. Off, off to the late models. And there was a... Oh, wait, wait. Before we get to that, one last thing. Wait, and wait, the, wait. And this kind of has to do with that, sort of. Um, Dale Jr., actually, on his... He's got a podcast, too. Uh, he admitted to purposely wrecking people, which I'm sure is not really a, a big surprise to, to many people. But uh, he kind of started a, a trend where everybody is uh, admitting where they wreck people. I'd be surprised... If there's a driver that hasn't intentionally wrecked somebody at some point in their career. But here's the ones that I could remember. Kerry Lawrence in Myrtle Beach in 1996. I spun him out off of turn two. Stanton Barrett at Pikes Peak in 1998. I like he was just so nonchalant about it. Because I was beating some tires. I spun Casey Kane at Richmond in 2004. This would be a case where I didn't want to spin him out. I was just trying to move him, but ended up wrecking him. I spun myself out at Bristol in 2004 on purpose. I would lump that that one into the, the group. That was an intentional wreck. Then I got fined because I admitted it. I kind of bragged about it, which was stupid. And the last one I remember is Kyle Busch at Richmond in 2008. He wrecked me in the first race that year, and so in the second race, um, I spun him out going into turn one. But you- so have you, uh, have you wrecked anybody intentionally, Mr. Miller? No, I... I only intended to move them a little bit. I never you just moved them. people. That's it. Okay. Now, after the checkered flag pulling back into the would pits, you ad- would I, you would you admit it blatantly like he did? Eh, granted, these are mostly. I, I would admit I would admit to wrinkling a quarter panel or two heading back into the pits after the checker. Scott, okay. if you don't tell somebody that you didn't like what happened, they'll think you liked it and do it to you again. Is that how that works? All how right. About, how about you? Yeah, I've there's been, yeah, I have not wrecked anybody. I've not wrecked anybody really. I don't think I've moved anybody out of the way. No, I try and, no bad gestures. You try to be everybody's I've, friend. I've, 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 as far as me doing things, <laughs> no. People <laughs> have gotten into me, and I've been questioning: Was that intentional? What are you doing? Why'd you do that? It, but then, but then I question: Are they just? A terrible driver, and they're out of control, and they're driving over their head, and they don't know what they're doing. Scott, I remember. Or was it a personal thing? I remember this summer having to fix your race car over an incident or two. So, yeah. Yeah, I think there there are people that you don't like to race with. There are people I am cautious to race with. Okay, I'll buy that. I'm cognizant of their presence on the track, and I make note of where they are. Well, and you're part of the... 
perceived management team there. So I don't, you've, you've I don't got a, really. You've got a fine line to walk. It's tough. Yeah. I. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't always voice my opinion as much as I want to, but uh, yeah, they might not let me. Well, I guess I, they make me probably choose one or the other, doing the announcing or the racing. You know, and I enjoy both. I think the racing is more fun, though, so I'd have to choose the racing if it did come down to that. But the racing gives you a much better perception of what the what's going on on the track while you're sitting up in the booth, staying nice and dry and cool on a hot summer night and <laughs> warm on a cold fall afternoon. Yeah. Oh, well, Dan Wrights did bring up a point, and uh, technically that was his fault. Uh, remember when we used to do all the celebrity charity races out at Oakshade? Yes. He kind of... He didn't hold his line, or his line was not what I perceived it to be going into the into turn one. Yeah, but in those, I think this was our last the last uh, one we did. But, but kinda, in those races, nobody had any idea where they were headed, so it, it'd be hard to fault you for something. He, he came down across the front of my car and kind of stacked things up, and I think he takes that as uh, me taking him out. Was that the evening that Norm Van Ness won? Uh, I think think he did win that one but he was yeah. in that wreck too i was uh in perry cox's car i think i finished second yeah yeah that was the okay. last one we did night and, and that was the night that dipman's car got kind of tore up pretty bad yeah so we we haven't done one in a while and dan dan should organize one of those uh yeah but he neither would. of you are rookies anymore so dan says he was leading i don't remember that part i guess i took out a leader how cool is that wow <laughs> Uh, Josh, <laughs> you kind of feel like Denny Hamlin, don't yeah. you? Josh, well, except for a fan didn't try and come beat me up afterwards. I guess well, that happened yeah. in the pits after Oh, uh, it did, race. and it was a big guy. Yeah. A really big guy. I think he could have crushed them. They should have let him go. Yeah. That would have been fun to see, but uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, Josh McNichol says he moved a guy last week at the uh, Palmyra Dirt Track, and he apologized to me for going too slow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that input, That's what Josh. Dan should have done. Dan, you were going too slow. That was the problem. You should be apologizing to me. Oh, boy. Uh, anyway, again, if you want to call in, too, or you can comment, that's fine, on our Facebook Live broadcast. Call in 419-214-0949. There was an incident at, uh, I believe it was Mississippi Dirt Track uh, with a couple of late model guys. You want to talk about that? Well, I do. I, I have no idea... What precipitated the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, that's the video um, I would like to see. What happened but, before? But, but they were under caution, and the cars were circling around. And one of the other race cars that, that was not part of the incident uh, had his GoPro on the rear bumper pointing backwards and got a beautiful view of a car going the wrong way and <laughs> running into the front end of what was apparently one of the offending racers. Yeah, And they were under caution. Under so caution. They were, they were going slow. Again, I'll put this video up. There was after a black car and a white car, and a yeah. white and a white car wound up on his lid, and they they very carefully rolled the car back over so as not to injure the driver. Left him strapped in, which is pretty much standard procedure anymore. Um, nothing worse than unbuckling when your car's upside down and having your whole body come crashing down on your noggin. Anyway, I, thankfully, I have not experienced that. They, they rolled the car back over. He got out. And literally, we started wailing on the guy in the black. They car. calmly discussed what had just transpired. No, there was nothing calm about <laughs> it, buddy. So yeah, yeah, there was a, a pretty big melee there. I don't know whatever came out of that, but it's like uh, second time within uh, a couple weeks, three weeks, I guess, 
where uh, something crazy's happened. They had that guy at Anderson Speedway a few weeks ago that got tased, that figure eight race. Right. And then and then this happened. So, I mean, it seems to be com- becoming commonplace where what? people are using cars as, as, uh, as a Exa- weapon. Which exactly. That's the part I'm kind of and, worried about. And that could... The fighting on the track is, like you said, you know, as long have as, at it. As long as they do it on the front stretch. Yeah. You know, if they fight in the pits, they're gone. Yeah, Absolutely. That's, that's the Earl rule. Yep. But if, the, if they're going to fight, do it on the grandstand side, in fr- right in front of the flag stand. Those people paid good money. Might as well get to see the show. <laughs> and some people are comparing it to hockey, but uh, fights are big in hockey. Why do you go to hockey? I enjoy it. You enjoy the game? Or I enjoy you, the game. You or, or the Sometimes in- I like to see some, you know, one of the punk guys on the other team. Who's, Bench clearing uh, brawl. Yeah, those are fun too. Coaches throw temper tantrums and, you know, it's... It's a fast game. It's like racing. You know, there's lots of action. I like that. Well, unless you're watching NAPCAR. Exactly. And sometimes I do fall asleep watching. If I do try and well, watch Well, it's standard anymore. procedure to fall asleep <laughs> for a half hour, 45 minutes during the dullest portion of the race. I found that the, the best way to uh, watch a NASCAR race is to record it on my uh, DVR. Fast forward. Fast forward until, you know, until something happens ooh, or it looks ooh, like something's yeah. happening. Then play it. And fast forward until I get to, I think... 20 or 10 laps, and usually I'll watch it from there on. Absolutely. Yeah. Beyond that, you know, that's... A- anything before that's just foreplay, Scott. <laughs> is that is it family-friendly? There's the a race car out at Oakshade with that number. It's got to be family-friendly. Well, yeah, Chris Williams. Yes. He wasn't running that, though, on his uh, sportsman. No, he was He must have got rid of the play. Anyway, uh, once again, if you want to join us, 419... 2140949 don't be scared you know the, the phones are lighting up i'm just ignoring them really <laughs> well you know it's probably that technical difficulties thing yeah again we do apologize uh starting late oh the david stremmy wreck steve us uh, just typed that in there I, I did i did see that with uh, the modifieds yeah was that that where was that was that charlotte i think maybe it was yeah yeah before we don't dive into that, no. um, I know that after the Tony Stewart incident a couple of years ago, racetracks had a hard, fast rule don't about get out of your car. staying in your race car until we tell you to get out. Whatever happened to that? Well, if I owned a racetrack, it, it you can make a rule. But unless you enforce it or there's a penalty for it, it doesn't mean anything. You can say your speed limit's 50, and then if there's no penalty for it, nobody's going to go 50. You know, unless it's a real curvy road or something crazy like that. But Those guys would be gone if I was running that racetrack. Any one of them. In the no, wait, wait a minute. Are we talking about that uh, that thing in Mississippi with the, the late model guys that were fighting on the track because they got out of their cars? Well, no, it was on the front stretch, so... But it, but they got out of their cars. You can't have it both ways. If it's going to be the rule where you can't get out of your car, you're going to get kicked out of the track. Okay, you can't get out of your car unless, unless you're, you're gonna on the fight. front stretch. And you're going to fight. <laughs> That's it. Any other reason, if your car is on fire, too. So there you go. There's the two conditionals. If your car is on fire, you can get out of it. If you're on a back stretch, you can't get out of your car. Even if it's on fire? That would be that's touchy. A, that's, that's a judgment <laughs> call, I guess, there, right? So, uh, anyway, the, the David Stremmy wreck, did you uh, see that? I did. I did. Uh, boy, uh, again, that, that one's a tough call. You know, Stremmy was, was – there were two cars racing hard for position. 
I don't remember which one Sturmey was in. The but 35 car. Was that the one that was on the outside? No, yeah, he was on the inside and kind of... So he's the, the other, one that pinched the car on the outside. In, into then. the fence. Okay, that's kind of what it looked like to me. Yeah. And then uh, they kind of ended up on top of each other, and then I'm not sure what happened. I'm not sure that. what it but is. But that was on the backstretch, wasn't it? Yes. So they should not have gotten Right, out. right. Yep, no free pass for that one. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with all the race cars climbing on top of one another lately. Uh, <laughs> that seems to be a strange trend, too. Yeah, it really does. And, and I've thought about it, uh, what we're doing with the race cars chassis-wise that might cause that. The late models, especially the noses, are really pinned to the ground. So it. It's but you're talking about the, your your rule changes, as your suggested rule, rule changes with the the late models, trying to take some of the arrow out. Right. You, if something like that was implemented, do you think that guy could have dug his nose and just got underneath and flipped them over like that? It was like a like a doorstop, just kind of yeah. shoved underneath and rolled. Well, his car and I over. think he kind of rolled the car sideways, and when it went sideways, that nose was a shovel and just took him right on over. Anyway, hammer down uh, racing report. We are on in the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Don't forget to give uh, Ron a call. 734-856-RACE-7223. Wow. We have our uh, iHeart channel, officially iHeart Radio. You can find us on there on the app. Just search hammer down racing report. Listen to uh, rebroadcasts of the program at your leisure, on demand, and commercial free, I do believe. And Sprite. And they're, yeah, they owe us now for that. That's it. <laughs> Dan says uh, that the get out of the track rule only applies if uh, Stewart's in the race. That's probably more of just a good idea at that point, really. Did I tell you what happened at uh, Millstream last year? Yeah, it was last year. It was uh, the day of the Michigan uh, MIS race, so it was uh, late August. It was the August thing. They had a... Uh, uh, Articat uh, All-Star Circuit of Champions race at uh, Millstream, mm-hmm. and they had the stocks, uh, you know, there in support. And Tony flew down from MIS after the race was over because it was a Sunday, and uh, and you know he runs the uh, the All-Star series. And there was a little brief shower right before the race, and uh, Tony's going through it. I guess he yelled at some of the the stock car guys. I think Greg might have been one of them. He yelled at. Oh, we got a call. Should we answer this? Oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll finish the story later. Okay. Let's see who we got. Amber Down Racing Report, who's this? Oh, this is Brian McKenzie. I'm a huge fan of you guys. <laughs> B-Mac, welcome to the show, my friend. I was, hey, how's it going? Good. I was excited about uh, you being on today when we uh, when we talked a little bit. Um, you are uh, the ultimate uh, budget-friendly racer, you know? Uh, Absolutely. And you guys had a very good year this year. Um, Which happened all by accident, by the way. It was just crazy how that whole thing came about. So so what can, what do you, what'd you want to talk about? Uh, nothing. I just wanted to <laughs> tell you guys that I was a huge fan of the show. I don't really, uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't have anything to talk about. Let, let's talk about Did, your season this year. Didn't I uh, see something uh, before we get to that? Didn't I see where you were going to sell your stuff? And then you decided uh, not yes, to? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, yeah, we were to that point, or I was to that point where, you know, it's just, it never gets any cheaper. And um, my wife Apparently said, they hey, haven't been calling Ron Miller race brought cars out a enough. brand new car, <laughs> and uh, we're not selling it yet. So that's where we're at. Yeah, that's a good wife to have, then. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, 
Which brings me to the point, does she have a good job? Is she going to be able to buy the motor for your new car? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, no, Brian, I, I really appreciate the effort that you guys put in. Uh, I know you work your butts off to make it happen, and you present yourselves well. And you've, you've had, Thank you. Thank you, Ron. We appreciate that. You've had uh, a series of drivers in the car, uh, and all of them should have made you proud. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, how did uh, Hillard was driving your car, right? Yeah. How did that, how did uh, that come about, Hillard Miller? Uh, uh, it was a complete accident because I went down to Extreme Machining to pick up bell housings from Brad Johnson, who also you know helps Hillard and has for years. And when I got there, they were pulling a motor out of the modified, and I you know I naturally stopped and helped them and. We got all done, and Brad looked at me, and he says, hey, he says, if you want to throw a motor in that brand-new car and run it for the birthday race, we can do that. And, you know, we all laughed about it, and I got halfway home, and I was like, man, I, I really want to do that. So I called Brad, <laughs> and I asked if him and Miller were serious, and they said, yeah, and we brought the car out the week before, and, you know, we pretty much ran the rest of the season afterwards, and we traveled a little bit and had a ton of fun. Brian, I can tell you that Hillard and your car were – like a match made in heaven. Uh, Hillard has <laughs> Hillard has not looked that good in a lot of years. Um, We're going to have, have Hillard on the show to uh, defend himself there, but and, <laughs> and and anyway, you made Hillard look very good, and uh, I, I think Hillard really brought a lot to your team. Uh, got the car working very very well in a short time. Uh, they, they worked. They worked really, really hard on it. And the thing that impresses me most about Hillard is he stays ahead of the technology curve with the spring smashing and the left rear droop. And he's just, there's no habit to him. He, he's constantly learning even for as long as he's been driving, which is super cool. And he's been driving for a long time because I was like a little tiny kid at Bryan Motor Speedway way back in the day. And I was watching him drive a, a street stock. I was probably eight. Yeah, he, he's got he's a ton racing. of stories, and every one of them are cool. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> I, since I don't remember seeing you when I was eight. No, I I was certainly there. <laughs> okay. Um, what, what's uh, what's going on for next year then, Brian? Uh, we plan on running. Is um, same... we're in the process of hopefully getting the motor together. But I mean, that's that's our biggest hurdle, um, which have actually plagued us for the last few years. But we're planning on being out and running so and uh, is hiller gonna be driving or are you gonna have uh, a different driver this year um i've nothing is finalized on that yet he's got a uh he runs a modified mm-hmm. too so i mean i mean we got to make sure everybody's schedules don't cross and all that and i mean getting the car together is the number one thing and then you know the figuring out who's going to drive it's the easy part so you've had some pretty uh interesting drivers uh too have have you not who are some of the drivers yeah. you've, you've had drive for you um, I've had Brian Fisher, who was who was doing really, really well in sportsman when when you know we moved up together, and I had Amy Claire after that, who's who's an amazing driver who you can put behind the wheel of anything and she'll make it go. And she's and Zach Davis is the same way, just an ultra super talented. Anything with the motor, he can wheel it. You know, so cool. Well, we look forward to uh, to finding out who you have behind the wheel in 2018. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate your guys' show. I uh, I patterned my Thursday nights after it now. So, all right, well, we apologize that. starting a, a little late tonight. So, oh no problem. I'll wait. <laughs> all right, thanks, Brian. Brian McKenzie. Yeah, thanks, thanks buddy. 
All right. Anyways, back to my story, which I didn't finish. The the Tony Stewart one. Right. At Millstream, the rain. He got there, telling everybody to get out on the track, uh, run run the track in, because it was before the, the racing had actually started. And uh, so I went out there. I'm driving around. And in Millstream, they have the wall on the inside. Right. So it's kind of hard to see if you're down low. And they were having us kind of go low, you know, off into the corner. Sure. Water so, always goes to the bottom yeah, side of the yeah. track. They want you to roll it in. So I'm going into turn three down low. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, I come around the corner. There's a four-wheeler coming straight at me in the same line I'm in. So I, like, swerve at the last moment. And I'm like, I think that was Tony Stewart I just about ran over. So the next lap around, I made sure to look. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was Tony Stewart. I about ran over. I could have made the news. That's it. Did you stop and ask him what the heck he was thinking? <laughs> no, no, no. I did uh, interview him at Millstream, though, back when I was announcing there in the late 90s. I think it was his rookie season in NASCAR. Mm-hmm. And uh, he showed up for, I think it was a Stars late model series race. He had a team, J.D. Byrider team or something. Yes, and his, yes. He, had the, he was driving the backup car. Nobody knew he was showing up that night, uh, I think. Paxton, he he's watching. He was uh, promoting it, and I think they were kind of upset they didn't know about it that, that he was going to show up because they could have promoted it and been like, "Hey, Donnie Stewart's coming, come on out." But he, he ended up winning, and I got down there and interviewed him and the track. And he's like, he was like a munchkin. I was that like, was a late model race. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were there for that one. Were you? Yep. You, did you race him? Yeah. Okay. He had uh, he had quick time. I think I was second quick time that night. And uh, I got bumped, reeled the car back in, and was like half a lap down. And every time going down the back stretch, I could look across to the front stretch, and there was Tony. And I was half a lap back, and I couldn't catch, and no cautions. I don't remember that much. I wanted a piece of him. Well. That's okay. I almost got a piece of him for you. Yeah. Different way, though. Uh, anywho, uh, coming up, of course, uh, again, we mentioned uh, this weekend there is racing within a uh, couple-hour drive of the Toledo area. Bearfield having the uh, Halloween Havoc. Um, Weather is kind of questionable at this point. Uh, hopefully uh, a little bit warmer than last weekend, yeah, at least, but, yeah. but about as wet. I think I, I saw the forecast a little bit ago. It, it looked like spotty showers moving in about uh, noon. Yeah. Um, Bearfield, though, late models, modified, super stocks, bombers, and uh, front wheel drives. That, again, early show, 10.30 in the morning, the uh, pits open, hot laps at noon, racing at 1. That's at Bearfield. And then uh, at Montpelier Motor Speedway in Indiana, just down the road, uh, Monster Mash 11, which was also rained out the week before. Uh, that's going to be going on gates open at 1, racing at 5, and they're going to have the modified super streets, thunder cars, front-wheel drive compacts, and mod lights. Montpelier so. must be expecting an awful lot of cars to open the pit gates at 1. And well, I was there a few years ago. There was an awful lot of cars. If the weather is going to be sort of okay, they could get a whole lot. Yeah. Everybody wants to get one last race in. Fingers crossed. I wonder if uh, they'll push it back another week. It'll be getting towards Thanksgiving before they finally get these things in. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, No. Atomic Speedway, uh, they're racing this weekend as well. They have the uh, Trick or Treat 25s. This is not a rescheduled event. It was originally scheduled for this weekend. So uh, late down, models. Down near Chillicothe, Ohio. Late models, modified, sport mods, and compacts. And, uh, uh, of course, the uh, Dirt uh, uh, World Finals. Dirt track at Charlotte. World Finals going on down there uh, tonight through uh, Saturday. Late model sprints, big block modifieds, and... Uh, uh, when we began the uh, show, uh, I think it was uh, one of the Robertsons had uh, 
mentioned that uh, Rusty Schlenk had third quick time. In his group? I don't remember. I think it was in his group. I think it was, was one of group. our other failed Facebook Live videos, so I can't even see the comment anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So uh, we got some uh, banquets coming up still and uh, Gateway Dirt Nationals. Oh, yeah. In uh, December. December 14th through the 16th at the Dome of America Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, super lates and uh, modifieds. I think you ought to go to that. Do a live uh, report from uh, the event. Really? Yeah. What do you think? No, I don't know. <laughs> you know, we could. We will have a pit reporter there, though. Granddaughter Stephanie and uh, Dave Gumby. Oh, didn't they go last year? Uh, or didn't Dave go? I think Senior went, but uh, Junior's definitely going this year, and we'll have him report back in. Okay. And... Uh, or, or we could have my granddaughter, Stephanie. She's never short on words. <laughs> I have no comment on that. <laughs> um, did you have any uh, news of, uh, about that track in uh, Finley, or are we going to hold off on that? Only that. Uh, that just, we don't want to start any rumors or anything. No, Something may be in the works. It's, it's definitely in the works, okay. and I am very confident that Millstream will be opening in the spring. Uh, not sure on the classes yet. There's a couple of things in the works that could be very exciting, depending on what kind of race car you run. And we're gonna, and we'll have to leave it at that. And uh, we're gonna try and get uh, Greg on that once he gets yep. uh, some. Greg things Greg Rowe, finalized. the owner of the racetrack, will be on sometime in the next couple of weeks. He wants to get his ducks in a row. He wants to have everything planned out before the PRI show, which is. December 7th, 8th, and 9th. So Greg will definitely be on the show before then. And I think it'll be an exciting show. It'll be interesting, yeah. Uh, yeah, you worked we, for him before. I have know. worked for him, and uh, I don't believe any— I mean, most of the stuff I hear is about him from other people, but I don't really hear anything from him through anybody else. So it'll be interesting to uh, talk to him and get— uh, some information straight from the horse's mouth. Greg is a good friend of mine, and I was somewhat instrumental in him buying the racetrack, and he's never forgiven me for that. <laughs> How come you uh, you haven't run it for him? Uh, timing was never right. Oh, too busy, huh? Timing is everything, Scott. All right. Well, that's going to do it for uh, this edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report, live from the... Ron Miller Race Cars Studio. There you go. Don't forget, give him a call. The iHeart Ron Miller Race Cars Studio. If you want to share it with iHeart, that's fine. Hey, they're nice people. They're not paying us anything. No, but they're nice people. Uh, yeah, I guess they they do. Anyway, uh, yeah, call Ron Miller Race Cars, 734-856-RACE. That's us. For service and uh, parts. Speaking of which, I need a new uh, shield for my helmet still. Not just circle track either. We do drag racing. We do yeah. pro street. Yeah, there's always something different when I come up uh, to your weird, shop there. Weird welding belt. jobs. Doesn't matter. Bring it weird on Weird welding in. jobs. Is that that's what oh, you yeah. do? Yeah. Well, and we're up in farm country there, so yeah, you just never know what's going to stumble in the oh, door. there was one thing I forgot to mention. Corey uh, McCoy. Yes. I pronounced his name right? Yes. Okay. It's not how it's spelled, but that's how no, we pronounce that, it. That's, that's it. He wanted us to uh, mention the Fall Classic at the Big B Speedway, I believe they're calling it. It's out there in Gibsonburg. Go-kart track, little uh, go-kart track there. They have a, a big event. I believe it's scheduled for Sunday, and the weather looks not too bad. I think there's supposed to be some storms coming in Sunday night. but uh, They'll Sunday be down. Yeah, and there's free free concessions. 
which I'm excited. I was excited about. I'm thinking about going just for that because I think it's like a free a, hot dog, a coke or chip, something. and a and something to drink. And it's they got sponsors for that. I think it's free to uh, actually go and watch too. Really, they're expecting uh, 30 carts to uh, show up for that too. So search for Big B uh, Speedway on uh, Facebook. You can find their Facebook page. Go karts seem to be making a huge comeback. Yeah, cheap and expensive. I don't know about cheap, but uh, well, seem to be a lot of I fun. I mean, inexpensive <laughs> compared to other forms of racing. That's it. So, all right, now I'm done, for sure. I think so. So okay. next next week, what are we doing on the show next week? I don't know, but it's it's going to be good. I it's know gonna, that it's going to be a surprise. I think we're going to take uh, Thanksgiving off, though. I'm not coming in that Thursday. Really? Yeah, it ain't happening unless you want to do the show yourself. Uh, it is a podcast. We could man, we could do two at once. That's right. The week before. Hmm. Again, uh, don't forget, leave your comments, anything on our uh, Facebook page. Hammer down. It's uh, facebook.com slash Racing. Something you want us to talk about in future shows. Feature. If, if, if you want to volunteer to talk. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Give us a message. And you want to be a sponsor. We'll, we'll, we'll take it. your money happily. So We'll see you next Thursday. And uh, hopefully we'll have uh, no audio problems next week. I tried something different. I blame myself. I tried making a cool little video thing, pre-show thing, and it was a terrible fail. Won't happen again. No, I'm going to stop trying to do nice things. See y'all next week. We out. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.